This is Inspired Astrology with Lauren K. Hickman, offering energy interpretation for every new moon, full moon, and significant celestial event. Lauren, it's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020, and I'm coming to you live from my bathroom. Uh, typically, I do these recordings at nighttime, but didn't um, have the gusto to get it done in the evening. So if you hear children playing outside or construction, please know that this is because I'm a real live human talking into pillows in a bathtub right now. It's Earth Day. It's beautiful here in No Coast. Everything is just coming alive. The tulips and the grape hyacinth smell amazing and the sky is blue. Um, brings a lot of cheer and hope during a very unprecedented and strange time that we're living in. So I finished up the report last night. This is the, moon, the new moon in Taurus today. Um, so a new moon is when the moon and the sun are conjunct. That means that they are sitting next to each other um, from the celestial viewpoint from Earth. And new moons are really a time for planting new seeds. Um, in esoteric astrology and traditions, new moons tend to be the most important part of the lunar cycle. Um, because it, it represents the new beginnings rather than the culmination of the energy, which is what a full moon would be about. So tonight at 9.26 p.m. Um, here on Earth Day, the new moon in Taurus aligns with the sun. And what I feel like this is really focusing on is the concepts of permanence versus impermanence. This is really a time to go within, to take refuge. Uh, when I think of the word refuge, it really brings the concept of like an umbrella going over my head in a rainstorm, uh, some place to protect, some place to hide, some place to um, take time out um, to protect yourself from the elements and the unknown forces that you have no control over. The sky will be moonless tonight, and here in No Coast, we know the richest soil is the darkest. It is compost. And from this death and decay, bring new life. So spring usually emits this kind of nervous excitement, you know, the heart flutters, inspiration, celebration of new life and relief from winter's shackles. But this year, we do not get to escape the cabin. Um, this nervous excitement is more of a combustible chaos. And truly our anxiety is what we alone must negotiate with. It's not something we can pawn off to anyone else. There's really no way of comforting ourselves in this space other than self-awareness and doing and using the tools that you have available to you to work with this kind of tension. So we all have these slow ellipticals of our own between home and the essentials, whether that be the grocery store, or the gas station, or a park. Uh, these small orbits, these very small orbits are ours to trace. 
I was thinking a lot about Taurus and the concept of safety and refuge is not always accessible. It's kind of a privilege. It is a privilege. Um, but I do believe in the power of our own mental scapes and our ability to liberate our own minds. So with some patience and effort, maybe we can re yield refuge from within, um, maybe draw upon it in small sips as we seek safety. I've been talking to a lot of folks on the phone and some people have been in isolation with no skin to skin contact, no skin to skin contact, only interactions with other isolated faces illuminated by their pixelated screens. You know, some of us are overwhelmed at home teaching our children who have lost their own reference points. Some of us have jobs that conflict with our ability to grieve as we push forward. It goes without saying that in the media, we're seeing there is a cutting divide between those who are surviving, surviving in this discomfort, and some who are really suffering greatly with job losses, crowded homes, lacking access to funding and essentials, and all the layers in between. You know, some of us, a lot of the creatives that I'm in contact with feel pressure to create or to produce. Some of us are really thriving while others are withering. The coin is flipped. Extroverts are experiencing an introverted world and vice versa. Um, this is truly the upside down. The new moon casts its shadow in the chart of today's energy makeup. Um, it casts its shadow on our work, our patterns, our day-to-day -day routines. So what I feel like this energy is asking us to examine are our external and internal habits, our habitual thinking, our emotional reactions, um, our ability to uh, move through space generally. How can you commit to taking it one day at a time? How can you frame your world to fit the length of one day? We all know that long-term plans and calendars are a moot point at this juncture. We're collectively grieving. Grief needs attention and it needs time. Uranus, the Awakener. Oh, my favorite planet, I have to say. <laughs> so Uranus represents the awakening and it shines this electric light and intensity into the same space that the new moon and the sun are placed in the chart. So the Uranus is conjunct both luminaries, the sun and the moon. And Uranus shows us where we dare to be different or where we need to shine the light of our own consciousness. So by approaching your life with a new perspective, approaching your habits with a new perspective, there may be liberation and more space available within your mind just by shaking things up. So my thoughts and suggestions on this are kind of silly, but maybe rearranging your workspace. Can you set up your workstation outside? Um, can you cut some flowers and bring them inside? Breakfast for dinner? Maybe skip a meal or do your workout backwards? Put a wig or a costume on. Try to spark some delight for yourself and those in your household, or even just to like entertain your dog for a minute. This is about surprising yourself. 
right? So mixing things up, change the obvious so you can see what you are not seeing by looking within a new context. Put your phone down for the day. Take a screen break or at least a fast if, if you can. I mean, a lot of us obviously like work from home on our, our screens. If you do have that luxury, um, set it down, take some space. This tension, the Uranus conjunct sun and moon, it needs an outlet. So why not make it a creative, beautiful, soul-spiced one, right? Express yourself, find a way to move through this energy and this tension. Uranus also represents change. And change is admitting you don't know something. Um, I had a conversation with uh, my friend Kim the other day, and we were talking about uh, paradigms and paradigm shifts and generational shifts that often don't happen because it's hard to admit that you need to change because that means that you've been doing something wrong. Change is admitting you don't know something. There's humility available in change, right? Ego tells us we need to be right to save face. Ego is what keeps us terminally unique, separate and unintegrated from the whole. Don't stop being your own brand of amazing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying examine where it is that you are being stubborn or inflexible. Things that you know you need to change, but you're being too stubborn to move through that space to get to the other side. That makes me think of um, paramitas in Buddhism, um, and that is to go beyond. It's like crossing a river in a boat, and through these practices of generosity and joyful exertion and attentiveness and mindfulness, therein we are able to cross over these caverns and these huge voids in our life if we're willing to bring a wakefulness to it, to bring our attention and our whole selves to the problem. So Taurus is is an earth sign. It represents the earth itself. Taurus energy loves the material, the feel-good, the nourishing. Taurus relishes music and beauty. So consider, how can you go deeper? What is valuable and lasting beneath the surface, beneath the superficial? And Taurus, we're asked to look within and consider our own worth. What is your work? What is your part in this deeper universal excavation? Collectively, we are awakening to the truth of impermanence. We are recognizing the value of our relationships and the essentials, food, touch, nurturing, having access to spirituality and the mental freedom to ask questions about who we are and what our part is in the universe. Or not, you know, that's up to you. But there is a deep 
love and idealism at the backdrop of all this intense energy we are experiencing. Awakening to the universal truth that we are all one, that we are united in consciousness. How do you awaken love? What is the difference between self-love and universal love? What is it like to confront your dualistic nature? We are beings who love this world, but can also love and acknowledge the underlying current that animates it. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.